0: He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. That's one of the most precious passage of scripture, passages of Scripture that I can find. Amen. It tells why Jesus came, what he came for, and the punishment that he went through. For us, so that we could have life, and we could have life more abundantly, and that we could have joy, unspeakable and full of glory, that we could walk in peace, that passes our understanding. I know I've walked in peace just recently, the last several years. That I couldn't understand. I look back over time, and I think about so many things that uh, that I've had to deal with. That's come my way, and there was such a peace. I couldn't understand. The human mind cannot understand the peace that comes with Jesus. Amen. And that's what he came for. So we want to talk a little bit about the gift of Jesus, God's package of love. and uh, The day that the world would be changed forever. The day, amen, when history split right in the middle. The day when God stepped out of eternity and into time when deity invaded humanity, when eternity invaded time, when royalty invaded poverty. Oh, amazing God, amazing God. He looked down in time. He knew that we would need a savior. He knew that there was an enemy that would try to steal from us, pull us down, rob us of everything that we should have amen so he sent god sent his only son jesus praise the lord praise the lord i'm glad the word says his name shall be called wonderful counselor some scholars put those two words together wonderful counselor either way it's good he's wonderful and he is a wonderful counselor he's our counselor praise god mighty god wonderful counselor mighty god prince of peace everlasting father and uh, I, I'm just so glad that he's all of these things to us. But the first Christmas was really a culmination of plans and events that began even before the earth was created. God started working on a plan. It didn't begin with a manger or a surprised couple of unwed parents. It was a result of a plan by God to bring real meaning and satisfaction to the world that he created for us and the life that he had given unto us. So we're going to look not just back to the city of Bethlehem and a couple of weary taxpayers, but before that, a time before that, um, whenever God started working on that plan, back to where God was laying the blueprints for eternity. What a mighty God we serve. It's hard for the carnal mind to grasp what god has done amen so really there's no beginning and no ending for this story the event of birth is a finite event but the one who lived in the body of flesh was truly infinite amen so we're going to explore the birth of all births today light exploding into a world of darkness as we said joy breaking forth into a world of misery pain and sorrow Peace entering into a world of confusion and violence. Love shining forth into a world so desperate for something real. A love that would give and not take. A love that would look beyond our faults and see our needs. What a love. What love. Amen. He sees into the very cores of our heart, the very depthness of man's spirit. Amen. And he wants to minister to us through and through. Praise the Lord. So God plans a world. Man and all of our features were based on the coming of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. God created man in his own image, and we all know that. Amen. He created man in his own image. What image? Okay, Over in Romans 5 and 14, Paul tells us, Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses. Even over them that had not sinned, after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come? God knew that man would one day fail, and he'd need a savior. He knew it. So he planted and planned a provision for redemption through the sacrificial death. ...of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Revelation 13 and 8. It talks about... um, Well, it's talking about all that dwell upon the face of the earth shall worship him. And it was talking there about the beast. But it said, whose names were not written in the book of life... ...of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Jesus always was. You can look back through the pages of the Old Testament... And you can see Jesus. Amen. As I say, it's a scarlet thread that runs all the way from Genesis to Revelation. The focus of the word of God from Genesis to Revelation is upon Jesus. Jesus, praise the Lord, the supreme sacrifice. All the world's events both led and brought about a fulfillment of God's plan. So God didn't just start working on this. Whenever he chose Mary, amen? Whenever he chose Joseph, whenever he chose Zacchaeus and Elizabeth. It didn't just start then. God had worked on this plan throughout the ages. Praise the Lord. Amen. So man's sin brought the curse of God as well as a promise that one day the seed of the woman would defeat the devil. Aren't you glad Satan is defeated. He was defeated way back. He was defeated way, way back through the eons of time. Amen. He just doesn't want to admit it, but he knows he's got a short time to work. Praise God. So man's sin brought the curse of God as well as the promise that one day the seed of the woman would defeat the the enemy. Genesis 3 and 15, it says, and I'll put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and And her seed, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. God planned an ancestor for the Messiah, from Abraham to Isaac to Jacob, then on to David, whose descendants will occupy the throne for eternity. Praise God. Amen. So prophecies on down through the ages tell of the events of the coming of the Messiah, Emmanuel, which means God with us. I understand there are like 332 prophecies that was fulfilled when Jesus came. Amen. He had, that's one thing we know, amen, for sure. Prophecies that were given way back hundreds, thousands of years before Jesus came were fulfilled when he came. Amen. We find the lamb cradled in the womb of the Old Testament whose types and symbols and promises and prophecies are pregnant with Jesus. Amen. Throughout the whole Bible, it's all about Jesus. Don't you think he's worthy of our worship, of our praise? We need to go beyond thanking God, Thankful, thankfulness. We need to go from thanking God to praising God, and for praising God to worshiping God. Worshiping is the highest form of adoration, and that's what God desires of us. I believe that God is calling a people back to a place uh, in him, amen, uh, where we'll fall down on our face uh, and we'll worship him, uh, amen. That's what God wants. That's what he loves, worship, worship. We need to pass up just thanking God. We need to thank him. Just praising God. <laughs> Amen. But when one, once we come into the realm of worship, that's when God elevates us. Uh, he brings us up into a realm of the spirit uh, that we can't get any other way than through worship. Hallelujah. And that's where God wants us to come to. He wants us, he wants us to come to that place of worship. Amen. So it talks about the nature of his conception. And that's found over in Isaiah 7 and 14. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a son. Behold, a virgin shall shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, which means again what? God with us. Praise the Lord. Then we find the location of his birth. Now, this is found way over in the book of Micah, chapter 5, verse 2. It tells us the location of the birthplace of Jesus. But it says, and it says, but thou, Micah 5 and 2, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall come forth unto me that uh, is to be ruler in Israel, who's going forth, have been, from the old from everlasting. Praise God. Amen. The actual history of the birth according to the Bible was found in Luke and Matthew. Amen. Luke and Matthew. So they both record parts of the story uh, of Jesus' birth. But when we combine the two, we get the whole picture. And that's what we want to do today, get the whole picture. So we found over in Luke 1, 5, uh, verse 5 through 26, and there's quite a lot of reading here. And uh, maybe you'll read with me from the board or either from, from the screen or either from the Bible we want to get this today after all we're celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ I know some people said well and and it we don't know the day that he was born we don't know the exact day we don't know the exact month but you know what we know he was born (laughs) and we're celebrating we know that he's real we know that he's alive today praise the Lord and we're celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ amen There's a lot, you know, being said, especially at this time of the year, trying to take away from our worship of our Lord. Amen. Okay, um, we're going to read, and as I said, there's quite a bit of reading here, but let's read it. Let's read it. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abiah, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. They had no child because Elizabeth was barren, and they both were now well-stricken in years. And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went to the temple of the Lord. The whole multitude of people were praying Without at the time of incense, and there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense, and when Zach, Zacharias saw it, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. The angel said unto him, "Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayers heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John, and thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth." Praise God. And Zechariah said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I'm an old man, and my wife is well stricken in years. And the angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of God, and I am sent to speak unto thee and to show thee these glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb and not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed, because thou believest not my words which shall be fulfilled in their season. <laughs> Amen, And the people waited for Zacharias and marvelled at tarried so long in the temple. But when he came out, he could not speak unto them, and they perceived they had seen a vision in the temple, for he beckoned unto them and remained speechless. It came to pass that as soon as the days of his ministration were accomplished, he departed to his own house. And after those days his wife Elizabeth conceived and hid herself five months, saying, Thus hath the Lord dealt with me in the days wherein he looked on me to take away my reproach among men. Praise God. So there we find God is preparing for John the Baptist to come as a forerunner of our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh my goodness. I think so many times God is preparing a people today. Amen. To tell the story of Jesus, and to uh, let people know that Jesus is coming back again. Are we a forerunner for Christ today? Praise the Lord! He will come back, and He wants us to shout it from the housetops. He wants us to let our neighbors know about it. He wants us to let the world. He wants us to let. People know that one day he's coming back. But then we find over in Luke chapter 1, and it's verse 26 through 38, about the selection of Mary, the mother of Jesus. And we're going down step by step here. Amen? This whole story. And uh, we're going to read here where he selected Mary to be the mother of Jesus. I thought about her. Oh, my. I thought about how she, was, she went through so much. You know, back in the day, she could have been stoned, but God had her protected, and he had her prepared, praise God. And the sixth month angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David the virgin's name was Mary and the angel said unto her hail Mary thou art highly favored the Lord is with thee blessed art thou among women when she saw him she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be and the angel said unto her fear not Mary for thou hast found favor with God behold thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give him of the throne of his father David. He shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Mary said to the angel, how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? The angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Behold your cousin, Elizabeth. She's conceived a son in her old age also. And this is a sixth month with her who was called barren and Mary for with God nothing shall be impossible Mary said behold the handmaid of the Lord be unto me according to thy word and the angel departed from her then we find that over as we go on in Luke uh, 1 in 39 through 35 it tells us about Mary's trip to visit her cousin Elizabeth how she went and the Bible says and I won't read all of this but she's And whenever she saw her, whenever they met, the Bible says in verse 44, as soon as the voice of that salutation sounded in my ears, she said, the babe leaped in my womb with joy. Amen. And God, and and blessed is she that believeth. I like this. I like this. There shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. You could get a message right there. Whenever the Lord tells us, we can be sure that there will be a performance of those things. Amen. Now, I know that many times God speaks on. His word is conditional. And it's, if you'll do this, I'll do that. But whenever God speaks and he says, so will it be, I guarantee you, we can look for a performance of those things which God tells us. And then we look on down, 57, verse 57 through 66. It talks about the birth of John, the forerunner of the Messiah. And when Elizabeth's full time was come that she should be be delivered, she brought forth a son. And her neighbors and her cousins heard that how the Lord had showed great mercy upon her. And they rejoiced with her. Came to pass on the eighth day. They went to circumcise the child. And they called him Zacharias uh, after the name of his father. And no, the Lord said no. (laughs) The mother said no. He shall be called John. They wanted to name him after his father, but no. And, And they said, well, there's nobody in our family, nobody that's kin to us. Uh, that's called by that name, and they made a sign to the father. Now, remember, Zacharias couldn't speak. He was dumb because he didn't believe what the word of the Lord had to say. So they made a sign to him how he would have him called, wanted to know, hey, what would you call this son? And he called from a writing table, and in there he wrote, his name is John, and they all marveled. And then his his uh, mouth was open. He was no longer dumb. He could speak. Amen. So, anyway, that was the birth of the forerunner, of the Messiah. Then, Joseph's vision and a dream. Oh, wow. Matthew 1, through 25. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, and he said, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. All this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord, of the Lord by the prophet saying, behold a virgin shall conceive, shall be with child, shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is interpreted God with us. Then Joseph being raised from the sleep, did as an angel of the Lord had bidden him and took unto him his wife and knew her not until she had brought her forth her firstborn son and he called his name jesus praise the lord and it came to pass that we know over in luke chapter two verse one that in those days there went out a decree a decree from um caesar augustus that all the world should be taxed so here they go to pay their taxes and this taxing was first made by Cyrenius when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone to his own city. And so Mary and Joseph went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth and to Judea and to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. If we would go on down to chapter 2. And it talks about the delivery. And while they were there, while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for him in the end. end. And then we find the shepherds received the announcement of the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ in verse 8. And the Bible says, in the same country were shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over the flock by night. And, lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. The angel said unto them, Fear not, for I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign to you. You'll find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes in a manger and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and singing. What a sight. What a demonstration of the power of God. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying glory to God in the highest. And on earth peace, good will toward men. Came to pass As the angels were gone away from them into heaven, that the the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go unto Bethlehem and see the things which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known unto us. They came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. When they had seen it, they made known abroad the thing which was told them concerning this child. And they all... All that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, as it was told unto them. And then we learn about the wise man, the wise man that saw his star in the east. Amen. They followed that star, didn't they? Amen. It took them right to where Jesus was. Prophecy of the star to arise out of Jacob and the king of kings to rise out of Israel is found in the book of Numbers in the Old Testament. Now, you go all the way back to the book of Numbers, Numbers chapter 24 and verse 17. It says, I shall see him, but not now. I shall behold him, but not nigh. There shall come a star out of Jacob and a scepter shall rise out of Israel and shall smite the corners of Moab and destroy all the children of Sheth. Amen. Probably one of the most misplaced events in life uh, in the season here is where the wise men were arriving at the stable, but the Bible says they arrived at the house. (laughs) Amen. And we learn here, too, that usually in the study of it, when men arrived from the east, they went to the palace in Jerusalem where most kings uh, uh, kings would be born. Praise God. So in Matthew 2, uh, 1 and 7, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem, Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? We've seen his star in the east, and we've come to worship him. And when Herod heard these things, we know that he was troubled. And he wanted to kill Jesus, didn't he? And we know that he had all the baby boys from two years old on down murdered. He had them killed. And that's what he wanted to do. Satan's always been out to stop the work of the Lord. He's always been out to steal, to kill, and destroy. And he thought if he could just kill that baby boy. Remember he tried to kill Moses so many times in the Bible, he wanted to get rid of someone who had the voice of the Lord, someone that would carry the good news. But anyway, um, we know what happened there. So they went on to Jerusalem as directed uh, by the scribes, and as they left Jerusalem, the star they had seen in the east led them to the house where the young child lay, the word says. And there was Jesus and his family. And in Matthew chapter 2, verse 9, it goes on. It says in they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they seen they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the chung, young child lay, and they all came into the house, and they saw the child was with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. And uh, the Bible says they presented him gifts, gold, and frankincense, and myrrh. There's a good message in there, Bible scholars, amen. But we know that. Herod did everything that he could there But he, he did not succeed Amen So anyway uh, And when they departed The angel appeared to Joseph in a dream That's Matthew 9, 13 I'd said, Arise Take the young child and his mother Flee into Egypt And they will bring you the word Herod will seek the young child to destroy him But we know that God protected him God preserved him Amen Hallelujah And due to the time Herod Uh Due to the time told to Herod by the wise men, he had all young boys from birth two years old and uh, killed, And it was horrible, horrible. There's so much to this story. But I thought if we could read it, then we wouldn't miss quite so much. Amen. There was a lot to it. And we know that finally Herod died. And then uh, Joseph was uh, told they could come home and bring the child back to the land of Israel each shot was fulfilling many prophecies in the life of our Messiah. Many prophecies were being fulfilled. It's amazing how God works. Amen. But when God speaks, God has a plan. He'll bring that forth. Amen. So we know the rest of the story. We know that Jesus came. He was born. Amen. The only Son of God. Hallelujah, beloved. And we know that he brought salvation, he brought healing, he brought peace. He came that we can have life and life more abundantly. Amen. The peace that the world needs today, as I mentioned earlier, it's a peace that uh, we can't quite understand, you know. But that's the story of the real Christmas. That's the story. Praise God. As I said, there's so many people right now, they're saying that it's paganism and that we're worshiping, you know pagans and all this kind of stuff but you know what we're here to worship jesus i thank god that he gave us the his plan and the word i thank god today that he watched over his word i mean all the way from the very beginning and he performed that word he looked down in time and he saw us he saw us sitting here he saw james had a need in his body he said i'll send my son I'll give my son as a supreme sacrifice so that James can be saved. He can be touched. He can be healed. I gave my son, Trish, oh, because he knew that one day you would need a touch in your body. He knew that we would all need salvation. Praise God. And he wanted us to have life and more abundantly. And the Bible says uh, that for the joy that was set before him, Jesus endured the cross, despising the shame. He endured all of that. But now he sits down at the right hand of the Father. He's still alive today. He sits down at the right hand of the Father, and he's praying for you and me. He's making intercession for us. You know, whenever he came uh, and he went through life, uh, as a supreme sacrifice died, uh, he didn't give up then. Uh, the supreme sacrifice was over. It was done. It was finished. Uh, when he bowed his head and he said, it is finished, uh, the sacrifice was. Uh, but you know what? His love for you and I, uh, it did not end there it didn't stop he still loves us he's still praying for us today he still lives today amen in his heart's desire is that we come to him salvation is why come came he came to seek and to save those that are lost he came that we all might make our or our make heaven our home one day. Uh, he came that we could have life in this life uh, and have it more abundantly. He came to meet every need in our life. He came because he loves us. Would you stand with me, please? I pray that you receive something. And I pray that, you know, As the old song says, uh, tell me the story of Jesus. Uh, And that's what we need to do. We need to grasp. uh, We need to get into the word, amen. Uh, We need to learn more about Jesus, why he came, uh, what he came for, who he was, who he is, uh, amen. Tell me the story of Jesus right on my heart, every word. Tell me the story most precious. Oh, it's the sweetest that ever was heard. Tell how the angels in chorus sang as they welcomed his birth. Tell me the story of Jesus, the sweetest that ever was heard. That is the cry of the hearts of mankind today. There's something missing. There's a void. People have needs, amen, and what they need is to hear the story of Jesus. And who's going to tell them if we don't?